Matthew has seven mountains. We'll talk about that today on Bible Time. Hello again, everyone. Thank you for joining me for Bible Time. Today, I want to talk to you about the Bible in that it's so incredible how it's put together. So amazing what God has done. And Matthew picked up on this and intentionally wrote his gospel with seven mountains. There's a style of writing from that time where they would, what they wrote about at the beginning, they would write about at the end, and typically it would be some sort of opposite. So think of it like this. Um, if I make this shape like an inverted V, hey, wait a minute, that looks like a mountain. But over here, if I make a point down here at the bottom, I'm going to make a point down here at the other side at the bottom, and it's going to be an opposite. Then I'm going to move up on the mountain until I get to the pinnacle, and then that point's going to stand alone and have some special meaning. Let me explain. So we read in Matthew 4 that Satan takes Jesus up to the high mountain and says to him, if you will bow down and worship me, I will give you all the kingdoms of the world. As if Satan has the authority to give anybody kingdoms of the world. We know that he's a liar. Of course he was lying. He was trying to get Jesus to sin. He does not have the authority. But then we go to Matthew 28. And this is very interesting. I don't know how many times I've read this and I didn't catch this. It says that the disciples went to a mountain in Galilee designated by Jesus. And on this mountain... All power and authority has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. So what Satan couldn't give, the Father has given the Son to give to us. If that's not enough for you, we'll go to Matthew chapter 5. Very famous passage, the Sermon on the Mount. What does Jesus say? Blessed are you for. Blessed are you who. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are the persecuted. Blessed, blessed, blessed. And then we go to Matthew 23, and we find Jesus is on the Temple Mount, a mountain where the temple is. And what does he say? Woe to you, Pharisees. Woe to you, the seven woes. Woe to you. Complete opposite, blessings and woes. If that's not enough for you, let's go to Matthew 14, where Jesus goes up on the mountain by himself and has complete solitude, all alone in his humanness to get some rest. We jump forward to Matthew 17, and we find Jesus goes up on a mountain, takes with him some of his disciples, and he is transfigured before their eyes. So it's solitude in his humanness and openly showing his glory as the Son of God, as God himself in the flesh. So then we come to the pinnacle of the mountain, right there in Matthew 15. What does Jesus do towards the end of Matthew 15? If you want to go read it, I'll let you. Just pause. He brings a bunch of people up to a high mountain and he heals them of their infirmities. He brings healing to them at the pinnacle. And not only that, in, in contrast, now see this is the top, so there's not a corresponding contrast but in contrast Moses who Jesus is the new Moses Moses in the book of Exodus goes up on the mountain to get the Ten Commandments and none of the people were allowed up there none of them 
But the new Moses is far greater than the first Moses. For the first Moses brought laws. The new Moses brings freedom and healing. And everyone is invited. Is that not amazing? And yes, it was intentionally written that way by Matthew because that's the style of writing of that time. He knew what he was doing, but that's not just in Matthew. There are so many places in the Bible where one person that happened in the Old Testament is a representation of Jesus in the New Testament. Jesus was forsaken by his brothers. Joshua, or Joseph was forsaken by his brothers and thrown into a pit. There is David, who was the king, who so many ways is so much like Jesus. Then we have um, Elijah and Elisha, and the way things that they did are very similar to the things that Jesus did. So many similarities, so many ways that the Bible shows us that the old gives way to the new. Your first birth leads to death, being born again leads to life. We give up the old to take on the new. Isn't that amazing? That's your Bible time for today. I hope you enjoyed it, and I'll talk to you again all real soon. God bless.